Welcome to Business Beyond Borders, the go-to podcast for CPA firms seeking transformative insights. I'm your host, Lawrence Whittam, and with each episode, we'll uncover key insights, best practices, and invaluable resources tailored for CPAs. From trending strategies to diving deep into outsourcing and offshoring, our experts will help in all areas of your business. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Business Beyond Borders. Thanks for joining today. Um, so I'm here with Kane Polikoff, and hopefully I pronounced that correctly, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, please. Um, but no, and, and Kane, I, I was lucky enough to meet at the Digital CPA Conference last year, and again, presenting on outsourcing and offshoring, and and definitely Cone Resnick are one of, the, one of the leaders sort of in that field in terms of really bringing the culture together for their offshore talent. And Kane's sort of been one of the real big leaders in that space and out there helping other firms as well to to tell them how to do it. Uh, but also hear from Kane just in terms of the, the culture cone as well, because you're a reasonably new joiner over the past couple of years as well. So I want to hear from that opinion side of things as well, what you guys are doing different and what attracted you to cone uh, from that perspective. So do you want to give just a quick introduction about you and yourself and the business? Yeah, sure. Uh, Lawrence, thanks uh, again for for allowing me to have some time with you. I know we're going to have a lot of fun and a lot of good interaction. I know that you know, I got enjoyed really spending time with you at Digital CPA and learning about your experience and what you've done. So yeah, so quick quick background. Uh, I've been in the consulting and and offshore and outsourcing space for about twenty eight years now. So started my career at Accenture and went to actually to India my first time back in. 2003, and and I just finished my 32nd uh, trip there uh, about three weeks ago. Uh, of course, I've been to the Philippines, uh, China, all over Europe, uh, South America. So have uh, been fortunate to travel a lot uh, and and experience uh, you know different uh, cultures and experiences across the world. Um, you know, I've uh, been very fortunate uh, you know to have that background, which has kind of helped me now um, as I met. As you rightly said, of Cone Resnick, which has been over over a year, um, what you know, what I've loved about the Cone Resnick is uh, providing really the empowerment to to leverage my experience, you know, expertise and and in my experience to help kind of build something that uh, that will be is becoming very special. You know, leveraging you know both our our team here in the U.S. as well as our offshore team in in India, and we can talk more about that a little bit later. To really you know create a, a global capacity to support our clients as as my practice uh, continues to grow. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've enjoyed it, uh, and uh, yeah, looking forward to sharing uh, you know and answering some of your questions as we talk. Yeah, and two very strong areas, and I would say hot topics in the industry in terms of, again, A, leading the CAS department, right? I mean, that's a, a big area that a lot of firms are looking into and really scaling uh, as of now and also utilizing offshoring. So, I mean, extremely helpful from that perspective. So, do you want to share just a little bit about what you currently have in place? Again, I know that you personally have been, especially being with Accenture, right? Um, such a large player in the industry and the space. But now with Cone Resnick, like where do they have team members? And I know that you are personally going out and visiting them and doing a lot of the best best practices really in following that. So can you share a little bit about yeah, just the sure. structure? 
Yeah. So as I, I, I kind of moved from you know managing and leading BPO companies over the last six years, I've been uh, within public accounting firms uh, and uh, and really getting a good understanding of what CAS means, which is client advisory services. So, you know, with with Cohen Resnick, it, and, you know, as I said a little bit earlier, it's been about a year. So I had the the approach to really to kind of take a step back and kind of determine, you know, how do I put all the key ingredients together to to allow ourselves to scale, I think that's one of the biggest challenges. I think a lot of cast practices have is how do you scale? You know, with how many people do you have? What verticals do you go after? What's your tech stack? And so many other things that that you really need to think as you kind of build that foundation. And 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 I look at it from really three perspectives. Um, one is from a people side, two is from a process side, and three is from a technology side. So uh, on the on the people side, what we've done is kind of developed verticals. Uh, so kind of looked at a lot of the verticals that were very uh, were growing very largely within our, our public accounting firm on the attack side, on the on our value three hundred and sixty side, and others, and kind of put together those four or five verticals that we knew we wanted to focus on. And, and with that said, identifying some of the key people that we moved into uh, leadership roles within our practice, as well as bringing in talent from outside. So, you know, from a people aspect, we have directors and senior managers and managers that have been in the space for from 10 to you know 25 years now that are really helping to lead and, and drive those verticals. And then we replicated that same model in Chennai. So, you know, with uh, you know, leveraging our captive we've had now for over, over 10 years, we've got over a thousand people there. Um, we're building out, you know, our, our org structure to kind of replicate the structure that we have in the U.S. So, which makes it nice. So as we focus on real estate or renewable energy or or the different verticals we have, we're, we're really building that, not only the accounting background and understanding, but the the knowledge of the industry, the nomenclature, what makes it tick, the KPIs. And those are a critical factor that, you know, we've used. Um, from, a, from a technology side, we leverage really a tech stack by vertical. So, you know, looking at real estate, you know, leveraging, you know, Yardi as an example, or, or a non-for-profit it could be Sage Intact and or NetSuite. So, you know, we've kind of built a, our tech stack by vertical that it not only encapsulates the um, general ledger systems, but AP automation, our FP&A, helping to standardize and automate, which helps to us as we kind of built that foundation to be able to scale. And then on the process side, you know, helping to kind of develop the standard operating procedures, uh, making sure that we have the right controls in place and helping to you know, leverage our you know, technology and the people, but become more process dependent instead of people dependent. So that allows us as we kind of build out our team here in the U.S. as well as offshore, uh, we're able to train them on the process and not having all the, all the information in people's heads. So if somebody leaves or we move them to another client, we don't lose all that expertise. So so that's a big part of that foundation that we've now built. And it's, it's going pretty well within the last year here at Cohen Resnick. Now, I know that you've been over to India. And again, you've been personally back and forth from from and to the office like multiple times over there, which is great to see. And and I really push a lot of firms, especially with back offices, to to go visit. I mean, it's your extension of your team. It's your team members. Like You want to create that leadership there and investment in them because then they'll do the same thing, right? I mean, mm -hmm. they'll then want to stay with you. I, I think just even coming into it, like, again, you guys are about a thousand people, you said, offshore mm -hmm. now, right? Mm -hmm. So, so where were you before as you came into the firm right were you what number were you at then and also like what were some of those 
challenges that with your experience in the BPO side, you really saw immediately like, yeah, I've got to, I've got to get my hands dirty. I've got to fix this. And this is how we're going to be able to take this to the next level. Sure. So, so the, the firm, the work that was being done before I joined, was more on the tax and assurance side. So that was really the focus and that's evolved over, over the year. The, the cast side really didn't exist. It was, you know, there was a couple people when I started, um, so, you know, now we've grown to 25, we're going to be hoping to 50, 100, you know, 200 as we kind of move up. And you know, when you think of some of the challenges is the way that the you know, the tax group works and, and the assurance group works with busy seasons. You know, there's different types of shift timings and different types of expectations. For my team, you know, the, the vision is to have the team working directly with the U.S. and also with our end clients and to have that communication. So as we touch base with our CAS clients on a daily basis, you know, that is an expectation. So communication, understanding, listening, soft skills become even more prevalent and, and as we kind of build that team up and, and support those efforts. So some of the challenges, you know, are the shift timing. So you know, what shift time do you work in Chennai? Is, that's where we're located. And how does that cover the majority of, of, of the shift here in the U.S.? Now, I'm not a huge advocate for working night shift in Chennai because you get, you know, attrition and, and there's other challenges, you know, especially when you look at having to get public transportation home. And some of the folks are driving or taking a two-wheeler or, or coming, you know, an hour and a half away or back and forth. So, so we're trying to find we we moved our, our shift timing now more to twelve to nine um, to cover more of the the India standard time that here in the U.S. So that you know that's one aspect of it. You know the second thing is looking at the different types of technologies. So you know we find a lot of the individuals were more uh, worked more comfortably with you know say it would be SAP or Oracle and now you know with the CAS practice you have Yardi and NetSuite and, and Sage Intech so having to kind of retrain the staff and to be able to how to use those tools and leverage them those became you know that's a challenge initially but that's you know, we're getting into certification and getting them onboarded in the right way so they can support our efforts so there's it's been a completely a transformation of our team of how they're going to focus and support our clients and to be able to pick up the phone and have conversations and set expectations. So, you know, the challenge is how do you get them into that point where they're working directly with the client and the client's comfortable with that as well. So that's kind of where we are. We're still at the very beginning of uh, our uh, our foundation of growth and, and our maturity, but uh, it's it's kind of fun to see as things kind of move on. And I, and I like how you put in it, especially like somewhat harping on the training factors and these types of elements that we know as firms here, like we put the same effort into team members and employees over here, right? We put the framework around it. We're trying to make sure that we can create a system that works with the talent available to us, right? In that sense as well. And you, uh, and again, Cone Resin, you guys are one of the larger firms. At the end of the day, you've been doing it for a number of years, but you're investing. You know that this is the, the avenue you want to go. You've got your team members in the US as well, right? This isn't a replacement. This is a making sure that you're growing an enhancement to it. And, and you're able to, you're putting in the same investment you would over here, though right at the end of the day and that involvement of you personally traveling back and forth and i'm sure your tax partners do the same thing and your insurance yeah, partners sure. right so so maybe talk about that element as well like from a cultural side right sure you going over and how your experience has been because that's a thing that i've been multiple times i haven't been 32 times i've been <laughs> i've been 10 times but tell me tell me how that is for you going over every time 
Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I remember my first time getting out of the uh, Chennai uh, airport and you're feeling overwhelmed when you have thousands of people and you're hoping that there's somebody there to pick you up to to take you back to the hotel. But, you know, over the years, uh, you know, just like so many you know, cultures across the you know the world, you know, everybody is unique, uh, but everybody's very similar, too. So, you know, I think as if you look at your the people here in the U.S. and work-life balance and, and and providing them all the right tools to support them and and be a part of it, you know, I think with now COVID being a little bit further behind us, you know, I try to make time to to get together as a group here in the U.S. Well, the same thing we're doing in in our Chennai operation. So I mean, we took the whole team out to to dinner and to lunch. We had. Uh, some activities that we've done together. We've laughed, we've had contests, push-up contests. You know, getting to meet people on a, on a personal level is, is very important because doing talking like we are right now is different than meeting in person and having that conversation. And, and I think that's what's important is getting to know who they are, what makes them tick and how they would want to partner and also give them the tools so they could be successful. And, you know, I apply that same kind of logic, you know, whether you're in Chennai or China or, or in the U.S. or, or somebody who's next door to me. So, yeah, but you have to make that investment. I think it is critical to spend the time with the team, laugh with them, understand them, help them. And and then you see there's a great you know collaboration that comes from that. And when time when times are tough, and I think we know in this space, being a service provider, there's a lot of uh, pressure and expectations to deliver and deliver timely and with quality. Um, you want to feel comfortable and, and they should feel comfortable that you're here to support them and help them to be successful. And I think that's a critical factor when when you look at it and how you want to build it going forward. And I think, and I think back to one of my classes in college, international business, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk about uh, in that frame. And when I talk to other firm leaders, and and we talk about having clients internationally, right? But before you go and visit them, you tend to look up their culture, and you tend to see, okay, what shouldn't I do when I'm there, just to make sure I don't do something wrong? <laughs> Is there anything that if if they are coming to India and if they want to work with the team, what should they maybe focus on doing and what shouldn't they do right just to, from a cultural difference between us and them that maybe you've picked up on over the years that could help sure i mean i think it that's always a, a great thing too because you know I, I think that it's how you treat people which is important i think if 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 an individual i think this goes for almost any culture is if you're you're direct in a bad way you get malicious you you attack people you, you blame them for things I think that's going to backfire. So I, I see that constructive feedback is such a critical part of what we have. I apologize, for but uh, I, I think that um, I think constructive feedback is such an important factor to build the confidence and support. If you don't do constructive feedback, then it could backfire, and and you can really ruin your relationship uh, very easily. And 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 the trust I've seen countless times when clients or even others come in and are very competitive and blame them for everything. And this not only can be for Chennai or anywhere in the world and and make them feel bad. And how could you make that mistake? I couldn't believe you did that. And and, and I've seen that happen a hundred times and it fails then. So it has to be a partnership. It has to be a collaboration. And then I think on a personal level, you have to treat them as equals. You know, when I say everybody as equals, if you don't do that, I see that as a, also an area that it causes concern. 
And and you have to get in there and be with them and spend time with them. I think what people make mistakes is they come in, they go to their hotel, they come spend a little bit of time with the team and they leave, right? So yeah. and then they say, here, I'm done. So I think it's by you know being there, spending the time there, showing your face, um, working with them, supporting them. I think those are the most important things. Or you can do crazy things like me and get on a two-wheeler and drive around Chennai. You know, that could be a, get on a rickshaw with them, you know, get in and go see some of their native places, you know, go have dinner at their houses. So I think whatever you can do to build that relationship is, is going to go a long ways. And and I think people make that mistake and just come in and leave and say, we're done. But it, that should only be the beginning. And I think that's something that if you are going to make that investment in, in any team, you have to spend the right amount of time there to support them. So Yeah, no, completely agree. And um, now one of the things you mentioned before as well, when it comes to somewhat of the process and like, again, respecting what times they're working, right? You said you you don't really like them working late night shifts and things like that because of a retention side of things, right? So now when you, one of the challenges I hear from a lot of firms is that communication problem mm-hmm. that comes up. So let's say when, you, when you're trying to do that and you're trying to now bring down that time so that they're not overlapping as much and they think, and a lot of team members think they need to be on that call during the day. They need to do, have this communication and at least be accessible, right? Now, obviously that stops them being as accessible during those hours and you've got to make sure that again you plan ahead of times and you make sure you don't give a project that's due on the day of the, so that like you can't have to chase them and stuff but other than that like what are you guys how have you guys set it up so that you don't have those issues right when you're able to have them in those earlier shifts yeah, so I think you, you have a couple individuals that may stretch a little bit longer from a communication, but I think it's you know, just like you have staff, a lot of our staff works virtually here, is setting expectations and deadlines and assigning ownership. And uh, and trying to, as you look at, you know, we do ongoing accounting and making sure that the transition, that part of the team, we have recordings we do also. Mm-hmm. So you, you look at from training, you have recordings of meetings and things like that you can share with, with the team. So I think that's a, an important thing. And you take advantage of the time zone difference. So instead of looking at it a, as a pediment, well, oh, my God, it's you know four o'clock in the afternoon here and, and the team is sleeping. The, the nice thing about it is you send an email at the end of your day and then in the morning when you wake up, it should be taken care of. So instead of looking at, oh, my God, I don't have those three or four hours that I can leverage the team, take advantage of that time when you're sleeping so that that work can be taken care of. So you know, I think we have daily checkpoints, you know, with each different projects that we have. Um, we have project managers that help work and cor- correlate and, and take meeting minutes. So it's just over communication is really the key. And that I think that applies really to any process and, uh, and making sure that, you know, the key should be making people successful. So um, I've seen also cases in the past where you have different geos are fighting with each other. U.S. doesn't like China or U.S. doesn't like India or vice versa. And, and you know, there are people trying to sabotage as an example. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think it's important that you have to have buy in on, on all sides, that people are there working together collaboratively to try to meet a client expectation. And if that doesn't happen, that then you have breakdowns in communication and delivery. So which is you want to try to avoid. Now, now when we speaking to maybe some of the larger firms that are getting involved in it, and there's because there's a lot of larger firms and mid-sized firms that really haven't dipped their toe in it for as long as 
again, Cohen Resnick has, right, in that sense. And again, you guys are really at the scaling point, um, right? And you're growing very consistently. You've been doing it for a number of years. And now, but for some of those that are getting started with it, and can you can you talk about some of the structure side of things? Like, do you have an internal management team over there? Do you have that is not in regarding like helping with the work necessarily do you have a partner over there did you have a director and you may not know necessarily you may know how it started out with Cohen Resnick but like what what should that framework look like for these firms sort of expanding and looking into it yeah so there's two approaches you can take really three there's one is you can use a a BPO model where you use a third party to to work and set up your operation where you know the team and, and I've been part of that also in my past where you know they're working with a public accounting firm and they already have the the team the leadership and and they really work from that end. Yeah. Um, you know the the second approach is the captive, which is what we have, and I'll talk about that. Is where you know we own it's our employees, it's our staff, and then. You call, of course, you can have even their staffing now where you can go and work with staffing firms in yep. different parts where they can staff work for you. So it's almost like using a staffing agency here in the U.S. But, hey, I want two people for this and, and they they can they staff the people and you work with them. So that's you know, those are the three approaches. Sometimes you can use all three. So from a captive, um, we are fortunate to have Krishnan, who started this, you know, fifth, you know, 10, 15 years. I think it's about 15 years ago now that I think about it. And uh, he was a tax partner here. And uh, of course, he was from Chennai and had, you know, his family and relationships. So he um, he had experience actually with doing this and for for previous organizations. And we are fortunate to to have him you know, become part of our organization, which he's still here today. And he helped to kind of establish the foundation. So he, you know, as a partner, he went back and forth between the U.S. and, and Chennai and then hired a team and built an infrastructure and found an office and yeah. kind of went through all that process. So, yeah, so we do have you know, a partner. We do have leadership. We do have people in culture. Um, we, you know, we do have all the things you think of a public accounting firm would have here in the U.S., and that's what makes it easy. I mean, we have recruiters that are out recruiting staff. We have trainers. And, you know, I think that's that's an important part of, of as to be successful is that you need to have folks that are there in leadership that's waking up every day. And just like the leaders here in the U.S. and taking care of the staff and making sure they're getting trained, if there's issues that happen, they're able to address it. And so that's the approach that that we've taken. And the same thing as we build out now our Philippines office and, uh, you know, making sure that we have the right infrastructure and leadership in place to do that. And, and if organizations don't have that, you know, I think going down a, a third party path would be a you know a first step of helping to, to kind of get to that point. There are cases where which is a build, operate, and transfer where you can leverage a, a third yeah. party and then eventually it transfers to you, which is called boat, um, which you're familiar with. So, you know, I think it's there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat, but the critical thing is having key leadership that's there to support uh, your efforts and, and being there to help drive to the same vision that you have. And I'm sure, and I'm sure as well over there, you've had some pretty good events as well. So they do throw a very good party a lot of the times with uh, with the team members over there and stuff. Oh, like we don't that, do so. any. There's none of that. Come on, it's it's all it's all work, Lawrence. Come on, you know so. how that works. But um, no, but that's perfect. I mean, again, covering those different again, there are so many different ways to skin the cat, essentially. And it's um, and again, it's going to fit. Some models are going to fit better with different firms, but it. it 
but again, getting to the point of it's, it is very important to, as you're building that team, right, to build out leadership, to make sure that there are people really focusing on this daily, right? And and again, being over there, they can help you with that cultural side of as well and, and things like that. So um, now can you give us a, as we sort of, Come to the close, close-ish. Can you can you go towards like let's say a couple of best practices, right? That firms could really think about. That you think that guys, if you do this, you're already outsourcing. But if you do this, it's most likely going to help out your situation. It's going to remove some of those headaches that you're currently having. Um, what, could you give us one or two of those? So uh, yeah, so I think step one is is having the right leadership in place. And 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 individuals that that collaborate and partner with the U.S. team. I think that if you don't have that, you're never going to be successful. So that's one. I think two is you want to have a, a very uh, robust uh, recruiting, onboarding, and training program. So I think that's you know critical to have that from a certification process to a support a, a process. So that is. If not, I mean, you look at knowledge transfer. I mean, you train the trainer and all that. So you need to have a, a team. So you have the leadership working with recruiting and training to be able to train the staff that you bring in. And uh, when you look at each of the projects, you may want to look to move over. You want to make sure you have uh, SOPs in place and to validate you know, the information, make it more black and white. I think that's also very important. And, and in setting that expectation. So, and then, and then third, I think, the quality management is also important in performance. So execution of what is the goals and aspirations of how many widgets should be per hour? What is the quality of that? How are you going to review it? And making sure you have those controls in place. So as you're learning, as the business grows, you want to have that safety net, whether initially maybe here in the U.S. Uh, from a review perspective. But my goal is to have that review being, being done out of our Chennai operation as well. So, yeah, but it takes time and, and learnings in order to get to those points. So those are probably the three um, critical factors. I mean, I can go over a list of 100 if you like to, but I, I think that that is important Uh you know, of course, you need to find the right people um, yeah. that can work in the process too, and and make it more process dependent, as I shared earlier on in our discussion. And and I think that's a that's a great starting point. And and don't start too fast, uh, and don't start too slow. So trying to find uh, you know a couple <laughs> yeah. of accounts so that finding that balance and and pushing in in the right way. But you know, find those friendly clients or those friendly uh, projects that can you can start where you can minimize the risk of impacting something. But, you know, it is like anything you're taking. a. It's an adventure. I'll look at it. It's yeah. an adventure of learning how to partner and learn. And just as we've we've had to learn how to work uh, virtually and in a lot of cases here in the U.S., uh, which uh, which is a critical thing as well. And I, I think one of, just one of the pieces in there, which was, again, from listening to you at the D DCPA conference was um, you'd mentioned you asked the question to everybody there. There was probably. 60 70 people in the audience different firm owners and you said so how many people have a sop written down for the processes and and again you probably had half the hands go up in terms of i've written it how many have changed their sop or adapted it i think there was two firms out of, yeah out yeah, of the, yeah, right? so yeah for sure ad for adapting sure. those and and again you've sort of mentioned it throughout a little bit and and ended towards it but again you've you've changed certain processes right you've adapted them to make it a fit for the people that are doing it as well and for the talent available and for and again we're always evolving 
right, at the end of the day. So there's new technology every year and every day, right, that we can implement. But there's also better processes and better ways that we can do things. So, so again, you've sort of adapted those a lot more as well by utilizing the team offshore, which is cool to see. Now, what about uh, the final thing is one of these elements that I do want to get across is, again, what firms are doing differently as a whole within the US as well, like just to bring new talent to the industry, right? And to make the profession a bit more attractive. So what do you see at Cone that you guys are doing differently that you're trying to, are you getting into the high schools and trying to educate a little bit? Are you trying to, again, I know that obviously you guys are going into the advisory side of things, which is a lot more fun. I mean, you can also make more, you can pay people more, right, for doing those types of services. So there's entry level salaries are going up like, but what are you guys doing that you see that is making an impact and what, what can other firms then jump in and try and do that more with their firm so that we can make a, a larger impact? Well, that's a, that's the, uh, that's the tough question of the day. I see it's a good yeah. one to end with. So, I mean, I think that we've all seen them in statistics show that there's not as many accountants that are coming out of colleges anymore. And it's not, it's not, it's not seen as a, a sexy thing to do, right? I'll use that word because yeah. people laugh when I say that. And however, I, I think we can make it sexy again when you think about you know, just leveraging CAS and, and technology and working with CFOs and, and and really looking at you know business insights. And so there's a really a, there's a lot of good stories that public accounting firms can tell now. And I think we need to become better at positioning that assurance is, is so critical. Same with tax work, uh, advisory. But, you know, to be able to kind of bring awareness into uh, like my daughter, who's a junior in, in college or in the senior, I have a daughter who's a senior in high school of of dad, what do you do? And, and to be able to to share the excitement of, you know, I love coming to work every day and and to, every day is different and unique and could be challenging. Some days are great. Some days could be very difficult. And uh, so I think, you know, what we're doing is, you know, definitely getting into um, doing a lot more internships and looking even beyond the accounting background. So looking at, you know, engineers or mathematicians or or even history majors. I have somebody on my team who's an art major. And, uh, and she's, you know, so I think it's being more open to trying to find the way to think, to have the soft skills, to be analytical. And and I think that that is helping us. We've we've continued to bring in some great talent here in the U.S. And I think even in our offshore, too, is we're we're being more open minded to find, you know, this, the social skills, the interactions, the relationships. That's a big part of what we are becoming we're coming, becoming more and more like a consulting firm. I mean, we are a consulting firm. When you think about it before, I mean, when I was at Accenture, it used to be Arthur Anderson that became management consulting and Arthur Anderson. So I think that that is the biggest focus is, is opening up our, to be more open-minded that you don't have to, of course, we want you to have the accounting experience, but once you come in and take an intern and see how that works. And I have a couple of folks here too, that they're in business school at Michigan and, and they're evaluating whether they want to go into accounting or not. They've taken some accounting classes and they're excited about it. So finding yeah. those folks out there and to make them aware of what, what the opportunities could be. You're right. Cause it's a great profession. You have to work hard. But it's also very rewarding too, yeah. and 
And it's something that's continued to grow. There's such a demand in the marketplace for what we do. And to find the great people and, and to be able to grow quickly and eventually become a partner, you can live a very, a very comfortable life. So uh, it's it's neat. I mean, it's neat to see those types of things. So that's kind of the focus we have done. Uh, and uh, But I've, I've seen the market open up recently. So we're seeing a lot more applicants and folks that have come from technology. Uh, I think there's been a downsize in technology. I think you've probably yeah. seen that. So a lot of those folks are looking to get into CAS and do more of the implementation of technology solutions for accounting, which we do also. So I think there's a lot of different types of unique things that we do that can encapsulate not only accounting, only technology and project management and solutioning. And all those are things that you may need engineers to help you out with for yeah. too. So so that that's a long answer to your question, Lawrence. No, no, no but again, a lot of things <laughs> happening as well. And I would expect that with one, some of the larger firms, right? But it's, again, it's, you know what's happening, right? So that's why it's better asking you than say, but it's things that I'm sure there are multiple things in there that other firms aren't doing right as as well like because you guys are doing a lot of different aspects there so no really appreciate having you on kane really appreciate you sharing all that extremely valuable how can people reach you if they need to get in contact i'll post your information on the on the podcast but how how can they reach you how would you like them to yeah so they could just reach out to me on linkedin so you know kane polikoff you can see me i i do post uh you can see all my ventures and, and where i'm going and my team so if uh if you if you post a message out there, uh, I respond as, as much as I can to everybody, and happy to you know answer any questions and 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 help. I mean, my job is not only to build a great practice for Cohen Resnick, but to be able to build a, a great CAS industry specific uh, across the the country for for CAS going forward. And I really do think that there's just an enormous opportunity. I talked to another uh, large top fifty today that they're looking to really make an investment in uh, in CAS, and it's just exciting to see that uh, where it's gone in the last five to six years, it's amazing. As I get together for some of these uh, leadership conferences I go to and advisory boards of how far we've gotten where the talent is really getting up there. I think I like to say before is people that were not doing a good job in public accounting firms or weren't able to do tax and audit were on PIPs, they would be moved to CAS, right? But now we're finding it different that uh, a lot of the top talent and others are looking to come and be part of it. And not saying tax and assurance is bad at all. I'm just saying it's just, it's a different mindset change. So, which is pretty yeah. special for me. It makes me excited to continue to uh, move forward within the space. I'm sure there'll be some internal like sports competitions within firms between the cast, the taxi show. Well, hopefully, different hopefully. I'll, get, I'll have to get my I'll have to get my boots out right to play yeah. some soccer. So I know football. I know in India they'll happily have a cricket match. Oh, oh yeah, well, cricket. So. I'm not very good at cricket, so I mean, I can try to hit. I can hit a baseball, but uh, hitting a ball for cricket is a little challenging. So yeah. No, well, really appreciate it, Kane. No, and it's great, great getting to know you a bit more. Thank you for sharing everything. And um, and again, everybody, feel free to reach out to Kane or myself if you need an introduction. Um, and hope you found this episode of Business Beyond Borders very helpful. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to Business Beyond Borders. I'm Lawrence Whittam, and it's been a pleasure bringing you impactful insights tailored for the modern CPA firm. Remember, the world of accounting is vast and ever-evolving, and we're here to navigate it together. For more resources and episodes, don't forget to subscribe and reach out to our experts. Until next time, keep pushing the boundaries of your business and explore the limitless possibilities beyond borders.